Welcome to Carry On, the podcast of Easter Lutheran Church, where the pastors get together, talk about what's coming up in worship this weekend. I'm Pastor Steve, and I'm here with... Pastor Megan! And I'm Pastor Brandon. Oh, hey. yeah. All three of us are here, and we're excited to be with you this week, because this week, as we continue our worship series called God Is, We Are, we are coming to the second time that we get to hear about the trickster. His name is Jacob. Or heard, Israel. Or Israel. And we heard about him last week. Um, but before we dive into the story itself, I want to tell you a little bit about what's coming up in worship this weekend. It's a big weekend. So those of you who are listening to this podcast in real time, coming up to November 7th, we are going to be doing uh, two things in combination with this story that's going to be the preacher's challenge of how to bring them all together. The first thing is it's All Saints Day celebration, recognition. We don't celebrate. We celebrate. We celebrate. We, recognize. we celebrate all of, all of yeah. God's saints uh, on earth and in heaven. Yeah. Absolutely. So we at Easter, we have a special uh, tradition where we name the people who have died in the last year and ring a bell and then we invite everyone to remember all of their loved ones and all the saints who have gone before us. So that's a, a bit of a somber moment. And then on the other end of the spectrum, we are celebrating First Communion with a whole bunch of mostly fifth graders and their families in worship. That's going to be super fun. And then we have to talk about Jacob, the trickster who wrestles with God. So uh, pray for the preacher. Uh, if for the sake of clarity, I think we should mention that Pastor Steve is the preacher. <laughs> yeah. So, so <laughs> pray please, for me, people. Pray for Pastor pray for Steve. There's, yeah. I think there are good parallels. So. In particular, I kind of love the idea of having First Communion on the same day as All Saints Sunday, just yeah. because one of the things we celebrate in communion is that we gather at the Lord's table with with all the saints, right? Yeah. There's this kind of beautiful mm-hmm. moment of the of the the church eternal, the church triumphant there at the there at the table. So yeah. there's something there yeah beautiful uh, thanks yeah. that'll preach yeah, there, yeah take, go ahead you take that you take that but there's but there is also like you said pastor steve the the uh the challenge of talking about this guy jacob who yeah. is yeah. a bit of a trickster as we heard last week yeah. so pastor brandon last week Whew. you did such a great job just dressed as martin luther thank you and uh, just recap, who is this guy? Yes. Well, uh, Jacob, let's be Jacob, clear. Jacob, not, not Martin Luther. Luther. Uh, thank you for that I mean, clarity. you can talk about Martin Luther. He's great, but that was uh, That was so week. last week. Yeah, Pats. man, we're moving on. <laughs> well, <laughs> good question. So Jacob, uh, close descendant to Martin Luther, uh, Jacob, <laughs> uh, last week's story was on his way back to the land of Canaan, the land that was promised to him when he was fleeing his brother Esau's wrath after stealing his brother's blessing. And inheritance. And so Jacob's coming back. And last week we learned that he wrestled with a godlike figure at the uh, river Jabbok and so survived the, the wrestling, but uh, he was given a blessing. And so at that point, his name would no longer be Jacob, which as you've said means trickster, um, but God would give him a new name called Israel, which isn't a lot better because that means struggles or wrestles with God. Um, but I think d- is it accurate portrayal of Israel's future of wrestling with God, and so Jacob emerges from that with a blessing, with a new name, and then he goes on to meet with his brother Esau. And, and even though he's quite terrified for his life, his brother Esau hugs him and sends him on his way. So Jacob is, or Israel, excuse me, is is continuing on to the land promised to 
him and to his family. And uh, and then there's just kind of a lot of movement. Yeah, that was yeah. awesome. I, I would encourage you, if you, if listener, if you didn't hear the sermon last week, go back and listen to it. Mm-hmm. It'll really help. Uh, set you up for this week. So, Pastor Megan, mm. um, things have happened. There are things that have happened. Between then and now. That is a true thing. Tell us what you want to tell that us That is about a fair that. statement. So you'll notice that uh, between what we just heard Pastor Brandon recap and what we're going to read for this Sunday, there's a, there's a chapter missing. Um, and if you go back and read it, you'll see why uh, chapter 34 is... Uh, at turns uh, problematic and distressing and has a bit of a gallows humor to it as well. If you have read the novel The Red Tent, that book is based on that chapter of Genesis. So, I mean, that's if you're familiar with that story, that's what that is. Um, Don't worry about it is what I'm going to say. There's lots of details and moving parts. And I think the most important part is kind of the, the recap that Pastor Brandon gave, which is that there's been a lot of moving around. There's been a lot of life happening. Their children have been born and people are living. It's, yes, life has continued, which is to say, you know, now we've got a little bit of space chronologically between the story that we heard last week when when God first really makes this commitment to Jacob, who is the son of Isaac, who is the son of Abraham, right? So that promise is is moving down the generations. Um, and that and that gets us to chapter 35. Um Hey, you want me to just, you want me to just read chapter 35? Yeah, why don't you go ahead and read uh, yeah. verses 9 through 15. Yeah, sure. So chapter 35, uh, starting with verse 9. God appeared to Jacob again when he came from Paddan Aram, and he blessed him. God said to him, your name is Jacob. No longer shall you be called Jacob, but Israel shall be your name. So he was called Israel. God said to him, I am God Almighty. Be fruitful and multiply. A nation and a company of nations shall come from you, and kings shall spring from you. The land that I gave to Abraham and Isaac, I will give to you, and I will give the land to your offspring after you. Then God went up from him at the place where he had spoken with him. Jacob set up a pillar in the place where he had spoken with him, a pillar of stone, and he poured out a drink offering on it and poured oil on it. So Jacob called the place where God had spoken with him Bethel. Bethel, literally, Bethel, house of God. God lives here is basically what Jacob's saying. Absolutely. Thank you, Pastor Megan. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Pastor Brandon, you get first crack at what's uh, jumping out at you in this text this week? Good question. Uh, well, it's it's an affirmation of everything that God had said last week in in last week's reading to Jacob. God is affirming, and there's that the promise is there, and so it's kind of almost like a nice summary of really everything we need to know about Jacob. And and I think even more than just Jacob, too, uh, we were talking before the podcast about some of the promises made in these verses, right? And so, yeah, it's an affirmation of, of Jacob and God's commitment to Jacob. But uh, Pastor Steve, you pointed out, and it was kind of the first time we really thought about it, that if you're looking at these verses, that it's also an affirmation of the promises God has been making to mm-hmm. God's people 
for a few generations now. There's that promise to, you know, this this commandment to be fruitful and multiply. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, you know, evocative of Noah. Um, the land I gave to Abraham and Isaac I will give to you. So there's this reminder that this promise of land has been given uh, to these people and these generations. There's this mention of, you know, kings shall spring from you. So even kind of pointing us forward to like like King David and King Solomon. And so it's this it's this really like, all of history sort of coming together in this one point in this one promise to this you know kind of tricky guy who's who's not always mm. <laughs> not always been above board which is admittedly one of the things that endears me to Jacob <laughs> that's right yeah absolutely um, it, this is a really interesting passage because like you've both said it, it's a summary mm. text and so I, I always like to zoom out and think about, okay, who wrote this and why did they write it and what's in their head? Of course, we can't know that for certain. But uh, as I've said before, the people who are writing this or who have compiled this into what we consider to be the Hebrew scripture are people who have just returned from exile in Babylon. And their world has been destroyed and they're trying to rebuild it. So they are in a moment of reboot in their own life. And this text right here is what we might call the recurring refrain Mm. of rebooting, right? So this is what I teach the Confirmation Kids. You can tell the entire story of the Bible with three words, creation, uncreation, recreation. Rinse and repeat, right, over and over. (laughs) And so, Pastor Megan, when you said be fruitful and multiply, multiply, you hearken that back to Noah, right? which it's is true. And Noah was the reboot oh, of Genesis 1. Oh, of creation 1. itself. <laughs> creation oh, itself. Because the actual, the actual promise and the vision. So like the entire Hebrew scripture is based upon the vision of Genesis 1. Like this is what the world is intended to be. Orderly. Yeah. Harmony peaceful, male and female equal. <laughs> Direct relationship with Direct God. Direct relationship with God, no law, no intermediary, no shame, naked and unashamed, right? right? And, and the blessing of humanity was be fruitful and multiply. And, and the land, when it talks about the creation of the land, it's actually talking about this plot of land called Canaan. Mm. Um, People, we tend to forget that because it's a very Israel-centered creation story. It right? is a, a land-specific, a people-specific, yeah. a geographically-specific yeah. story. And yep. So, yep, yep. so it, it's not an accident that Abraham was called from Ur, which was where Babylon is, and he's told to go back to Canaan, which is the place where it all started in the Hebrew mind. And... And then it's not an accident that Jacob, after he was horrible mm. and tricked and lied and cheated, he took off back up the trail that heads you back to Babylon. Mm-hmm. And God says, nope, go back. And so it's his journey <laughs> back, right? And so here we are after Jacob uncreated everything. God says, okay, let's try this again. Reboot. Reboot. And I'm going to bless you, 
And I think it's just so, so important that God says, you are Jacob. <laughs> you are a trickster. <laughs> and you are wrestles with God. Mm. Like what you both said, it's not that much better. Right. <laughs> but it's a different spin on the it's same It's a different theme. spin. <laughs> but here's the thing. I, God, is, is saying, I wrestle with you. Mm. And I keep my promises. God is faithful to these promises, right? And so, and it, it just keeps going forward. And so it's just a beautiful thing. And mm. uh, one other little, this is a total theology nerd moment. But if you go back to the beginning of chapter 35, something that I just find so fascinating is that, you know, Jacob, as Pastor Brandon told us last week, Jacob has built this huge estate. He, I mean, he's got four women that least, are producing babies. And at right? least partly through his four. own trickery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. F- a few too many ways, as far as I'm concerned. Um, few, some of his estate he has gotten through trickery, but part of where he's at is because he himself has been tricked. Yeah. So even the trickster is yeah, not right. exempt from trickery. He's got two wives. Mm. He's got two concubines. Mm-hmm. Like, like, that's a whole nother sermon series. Oh, my gosh. Right? Biblical marriage, people. Oh, boy. So, it is messed up. <laughs> it's messed up. And so, um, but but my point is that this whole entourage of people, they've all got little household gods just hanging out with them because that's how people rolled in that day. And so, Jacob, he's like, oh, yeah, we're going back to where Elohim wants us to be. We should probably clean up the house a little bit. And that's just part of the wrestling with God. Like mm-hmm, all mm-hmm. of us, I mean, now to make the, the jump, which is dangerous, into our own lives, like we've all got them. Right. <laughs> we've all got the household gods that we worship, um, forgetting who is the actual creator of our lives and giver of our blessings and things. So there's something there. Yeah, so like just to look at verses two and three, right? Like you're like you're referring to Pastor Steve. Now remember, folks, this isn't in our reading for Sunday, but this is this is pretext to that. Um, God calls Jacob to go to the place where um, you know he basically made an altar after things were were getting weird with Esau. But verse two says, Jacob says to his household and to all who are with him, put away the foreign gods that are among you and purify yourselves and change your clothes. Then come, let us go up to Bethel that I make an altar there to the God who answered me in the day of my distress and has been with me wherever I have gone. So there is this real like direct recognition, like you're saying from Jacob, like, ooh, hey, if we're going back uh, mm-hmm. and we're going to do this right, we, we better... We better really do this yeah. right. And there's also a real normalization, I think, of this this um, these foreign gods, right? Like this is like you said, this is just what people did. And what makes this God different, our God, Elohim, the one God, is to say, no, no, no. Like I don't compete. Like I'm. It's it's just me. Like I am the one God. Yeah. Um, and so that would have been culturally a bit of a difference mm-hmm. compared to the other gods, but that's what's being asked of, of yeah. Jacob and his family here. Yeah. Yes. So, Pastor Brandon, I'm going mm-hmm. to set you up with sure. a question. Oh, boy. As our community care pastor. Uh, so what's in my head right now is thinking about All Saints Day. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple things that I notice in this text um, that kind of connect to All Saints is that not only is... Elohim connecting Jacob back to the blessing of creation, 
also recapping, I made this promise to Abraham, your grandfather. Mm -hmm. I made this promise to Isaac, your father. I'm making this promise to you, and I will make this promise to your children. So that's one thing. And, and then the way it ends is that Jacob uh, sets up this stone pillar hmm. as a physical monument to remember what this moment was like. Mm-hmm. So as you think, Pastor Brandon, as you think about our congregation and what we're going to be doing in worship, what are some ways that we can remember what God is doing? and Or how does your family do it? Sure, absolutely. Well, and I'm a big fan of All Saints uh, Sunday. And, and you're right, we've got the connection to Abraham and Isaac. And um, that monument where I think ideally is the place where you would bring your family to tell those stories about your ancestors. And while they're not really monuments, um, you know, we had a, a tradition in the family I grew up in where we would actually go to the gravestones mm-hmm. of my grandparents and we'd tell stories uh, about our, our grandparents. And, you know, it always came down to how Grandpa one year made a map for us to find the hidden Easter egg, but he forgot where he hid it. And so the map, <laughs> the map didn't really lead anywhere. Um, no parent can identify with yeah, that, I'm sure. Yeah, but, yeah, when you think about the values that are, are passed on to us, and, you know, my family actually, you know, has a connection to land because of our farm background that will be passed on to somebody, not not me or my siblings. Um, but, you know, there there are all, all these connections, and, and I think it's through story. And mm. it's it's through that act of remembering. And so on All Saints Sunday, you know, we'll we'll read the names, but we'll also come and remember our loved ones who've gone before us. And, you know, I, th- I believe we'll be able to light a candle to remember those loved ones. And, you know, as you're talking about, Pastor Steve, of, you know, Jacob went up um, to Haran and no, no, that's, that's not where God has. It seems like God continually calls us back home. And, mm. and I would use that language, God continually calls us and leads us back home. Mm. And so I think to make an even bigger leap for All Saints Sunday is this we, this God, our God, who loves us and continually calls us back home. And and mm. I would say it's, it's more than an earthly home. It's a, a home where all of our ancestors are gathered. Mm. Um, oh. in, That'll in, preach. eternity. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right? Cow. Wow. That'll preach. That's beautiful. Pastor Megan, does your family have i know you have young children does your family have any like physical artifacts yet that help you remember moments in your family that are meaningful to you i mean we have some of the typical things we have some photos around and you know gifts and and mementos from travels and things Mm -hmm. like that um and we do occasionally come across things like a you know, a piece of jewelry or, or a decoration on a shelf where one of the kids will say, what's that? Where is that from? And and just like Pastor Brandon was saying, the joy of it is is not always so much the item because I'm almost entirely certain that if we sleuthed back, none of these things are actually worth any money. <laughs> um, the worth of it is the story and the connection to family. In particular, you know, as we're, we're, we're coming up on Advent, we're not there yet, but we see it on the horizon. Um, I have several nativity sets that, that I love and that I love setting up. And and one of them was my grandma's. And I am so certain it is 0% worth anything. It is just a cheapo set stored in styrofoam, right? But I love it and it's adorable. And not a year goes by that my kids don't say, 
why do you love that one again, mom? And then I get to tell them about my grandma, Mary, and I get to tell mm. them about Christmases at her house and what that means and how I remember that and the things that about her and her faith in life that continue to encourage and support mm. and inspire me now today. And so mm -hmm. it's it's never, I mean, I don't, I don't have a statue in my yard or anything. <laughs> I haven't gone and built the pillar necessarily and poured stuff on it. So you don't have to do it like Jacob, folks. But it, I think to Pastor Brandon's point, like that's the, the beauty is to be able to tell these stories and yeah. to remember what God has been up to through these people and times. Absolutely. So as we come to this weekend, we're going to welcome some new people to a table mm -hmm. where we remember uh, God's promises lived out through Jesus Christ and in our lives and forward. So thank you, dear listeners, for tuning in once again to our podcast at Easter Lutheran Church where our mission is to grow in faith and carry, carry on. on the work of Jesus Christ. May the road rise up to meet you. Shine.